Lounge is dangling. Everybody come to the Breakfast Club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Y'all are wild. Y'all are wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. It is, man. The weekends aren't long enough. I think, um, and I've said this before, but we definitely don't need uh five day work weeks anymore. I think four is uh. Four, four is suffice I for America. Uh, Monday through Thursday, then Friday be a mental health day, and then you got your weekend, and then you go back on Monday. I agree with you. I'm mm-hmm. with that. Or, or just uh, forget Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah, either or. Either or. I'll take, either yeah, I'll take the Friday or the Monday, one of the two. Now, um, shout out to everybody. I did my uh, webinar this uh, weekend, and the webinar was, of course, a real estate webinar. And people always ask how to get in real estate, and, you know, they ask, you know, how, or, or what's the first step, or what should I do when I buy the property? So what we did was uh, we actually went through the process of purchasing and demoing and flipping a one-family home. So we purchased a one-family home for $140,000. And uh, we broke down what it would cost to flip it, and we put 40000 into it, uh, and then we sold it for $400,000. So we broke all that down, how to use other people's money to pay for it and not necessarily use your money and what you need to do, how to cut corners, how to save money. We, we, we showed before and after every step. So shout to everybody that actually came and joined us. And I love the fact that we're encouraging people to own and buy properties. I've helped uh, three people that we all know in the last uh, two, three weeks actually buy homes. And I seen dramas. I just spoke to dramas. Dramas was out looking for homes this weekend. Out here looking. Matt, shout out to Matt the Mortgage Guy, man. He's helped me out a lot. Yeah, he helped me get a mortgage. Do you, do, you, do you tell him how to get the 140 to begin with? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We start off with 140. There's so many different grants right now and so many different ways where you can purchase homes and only have to put down 3.5% or sometimes they give you the grants where you ain't got to put down nothing. So we break that down and explain where you can find those grants. And, you know, some people, you know, were able to purchase these homes with putting anywhere from seven to $10,000 and the grant was take care of the closing costs. So sometimes you just have to have anywhere from, I would say, five to $10,000 you're able to flip these homes and, and make some money. Well, that's a blessing because... Five to ten thousand dollars is a lot of money it for is. a lot of people. It is out here in the streets. It definitely is. But you know, I tell people all the time: instead of buying those shoes and that belt, and instead of buying weed and that alcohol and oh, that, you mean the Birkin? To the, club, the Birkin that all of y'all on online debating about that that ninety eight percent of y'all can't afford. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's the stupidest conversation happening in these Twitter mm-hmm. streets right now. The whole conversation about a Birkin, whatever the hell. I don't think people know that is that eighty percent of the people that people out there seeing wearing Birkins are fake. I don't think people understand that. I don't care if they fake it. I don't know. I don't own a Birkin, so I can't even relate to this I whole d- conversation. I, I don't even understand why y'all having the conversation. My my wife owns a lot of them. So what? As soon as you soon as you Google Birkin and how much Birkins cost, you got to start acting your wage. Right. <laughs> okay. I think I read something that said between forty and a half a million. No. 
Come on. No. Birkenstocks off at about $10,000. and depending Yeah, you on can the, get one cheaper than that. Depending on, on That's the a skin. lot of money. Depending on the skins. If it's alligator, if it's crocodile, if it's regular. Y'all talking some rich talk this morning. You I know asked. that much. You asked. You yeah. the brought it up. You brought it up. You brought it up. I brought it up because you. I wish y'all would pay attention. I brought it up because Envy was talking about how people spend money on luxury items they can't afford. And I said, yes, like the conversation they're having online about Birkin. It was a beautiful segue. That's why I'm a great radio person. But I would say that if you purchase the certain things that you do purchase, they do appreciate in value, and Birkins are like one of Birkin's them. Like a Birkin's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, Birkins are one of them. So, for instance, if you purchase it for, let's say, $10,000 and you resell it, you probably can resell it for anywhere from eighteen dollars to $22,000. But you just got to be able to get yeah, it and, this, and do it the right talk, way. This talk is too rich. Birkin. I'm in, I'm in line at Burger King right now trying to just freaking get... I don't, I don't have enough for it, number one. But as I was saying, okay. mm-hmm. if instead of buying, you know, your belts and your weed and your liquor and going to the clubs, if you just put some money away, don't go on vacation and purchase some property, you, you can definitely make some money. It doesn't have to be a million-dollar home. It could be a $100,000 home and, you know, whatever it may be. But you can save and get to that point. So I just try to encourage people to do that. All right. Now, yeah, I see you out in Atlanta, the hot spot. Yeah, I'm actually working on this documentary. And so this weekend I was filming all weekend, and it's I'm really excited about it. It's pretty amazing. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to front-page news coming up. What are we talking about? Uh, well, I mean, what do you think we're talking about? Donald I don't Trump? know. If you had to guess. Uh, Donald Trump? Yes. He was on 60 Minutes. That's the interview that he felt like he was being treated unfairly and walked out of. He put it out ahead of 60 Minutes putting it out. I guess he wanted people to see it ahead of time and be the first one. I don't know. But we do have uh, some of that. All right. We'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, the World Series has been going on all weekend long, and I haven't been watching. I don't know if you guys do I, or even care. I actually did. Uh, it was it was Saturday night. I was, I was about to turn to Saturday Night Live, and I ran across, I think, the, 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 the bottom of the seventh and the top of the eighth, and I actually watched those for a little while just to make sure bo- baseball is as boring as I, 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 I think it is. Oh, boy. Well, how was it? It was all right. Okay. It was, was kind of exciting. All right. Well, the Dodgers lead the series 3-2. Next game is Tuesday at 8. Now, in football, Steelers beat the Titans 27-24. Packers beat the Texans 35-20. The Browns beat Cincinnati 37-34. The Lions beat the Falcons 23-22. New Orleans beat the Panthers 27-24. The Bills beat the Jets 18-10. The Buccaneers beat the Raiders 45-20. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 43-16. 49ers beat New England 33-6. The Chargers beat the Jaguars 39-29. Cardinals beat the Seahawks 37-34. How'd your uh, Cowboys do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why do you ask such stupid questions? Washington washed the Cowboys twenty five to three. The hear people that have uh, that are fans of NFC East NFC East teams brag is so stupid to me. It's like like literally Nobody the Red and the Redskins ain't got no reason to be bragging. The Giants ain't got no reason to be bragging. Eagles ain't got no reason to be bragging. Cowboys ain't got no reason to be bragging. We actually, if we actually cared about society, we would be telling our teams <laughs> not to play. All right, it's a, it's a point. It's a pointless social gathering for NFC East teams to be together. Now, not to play. What else are we talking about, Yee? Um, Well, we were going to talk about the 60 Minutes interview that Donald Trump did, and he put that interview out on Thursday night. Leslie Stahl, uh, they put out the 60 Minutes interview and over the weekend and basically had to talk about why it got cut short. Here's how it started. Are you ready for some tough questions? You're going to be fair. I'm going to be fair. Just be fair. But you're okay with some tough questions? No, I'm not. I'm mean, <laughs> okay with tough I questions. I want them to be fair. You, you don't ask Biden tough questions. So. 
<laughs> All right. Well, he ended up walking out, not coming back for the second segment. And uh, Pence actually finished that segment for him. Did that even come Without on TV him. last night? I, I saw 60 Minutes. I it saw, did. I saw Senator Harris on and Joe Biden. I didn't see Yeah, they Donald did Trump. it. They did it as well. But they uh, Donald Trump put it out on Thursday and they did release it. But they released it more as a what happened. Oh, so it came out Thursday. Thing. It wasn't last night. Last night was Senator Harris and Joe Biden. Unless I missed it. No, it did come on over on Sunday, but on Donald Sunday. Trump put it out on his Facebook page on Thursday ahead of 60 Minutes airing it. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, that is front page news. Now, get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Top 10. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Sherez from Columbus, Ohio. Sherez, what up? Get it off your chest. Man, I'm just calling to spread some positivity to all the black people here in Ohio, around the world, everything. What's up, Charlemagne? Angela Peace, Gee, King. What's up, doing, brother? I'm a, uh, I just want to let everybody know I'm a... Uh, my day job, I'm a union electrician, but I'm getting my hustle on as a realtor out here in Columbus, Ohio. So follow me on IG at Sherez underscore Robinson. That's S-H-I-R-A-Z underscore Robinson. MV, man, I would like to link up with you, man, and talk about investing in real estate out there in New York and New Jersey. Okay. Well, just hit me in my DMs, brother. All right, man. Y'all be easy, man. You too, brother. All right. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Manny from Philly. Manny from Philly. What up? Get it off your chest. Well, a couple weeks ago, I called you guys, and I let y'all know about the cop that pulled me over, took my truck while I was waiting for you guys in the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward to uh, Friday Friday morning. Same cop, but this this time it wasn't me. A white man in the tow truck said that damn near killed a bunch of people, recorded the whole scene, but you want to know what, what happened next in, in that scenario? They don't take a f***ing... Uh, I apologize. They don't take his well. truck. They don't give him no tickets. They let him go. Mm. He must have been now, white. What's the common denominator? Yeah, he said he was I'm white. Glad he's white. That's the common denominator there. Like, I'm so tired of this shit. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. No, I get it. And I understand, brother. Totally get it, my brother. But what do you? What can you do about racism in America? Yeah. Oh, hey, Charlamagne. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to let you off the hook either. Talk to I me. I saw some cowboys, baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. We just bonded over racism. Okay. Yeah, I get it. All right. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about other systemic pain. I also want to thank Angela for all her advice when it comes down to my wife. Like, things are getting a lot better there. So, thank you. Oh, I'm so Uh, happy to hear that. Envy, I will be on the the webinar coming up this week. So, I just want to thank y'all guys for everything. Well, you you missed the webinar. It was actually uh, (laughs) Sunday. Oh, uh, wow. We're having one this weekend, but it's going to be in Spanish. So unless you speak Spanish, uh, I don't know if that one's for you. Wait, yeah, you're going to be speaking Spanish? I'm not speaking Spanish. My partner is Spanish, so he's going to do the Spanish parts because I don't speak Spanish. Well, well I'm half and half, so I can See. do both. All righty. Well, I bet right, you well, your Spanish sucks. Not as bad as them cowboys. Yo, you're disrespectful. You're See. disrespectful. See. Thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, DJ Envy? This is James from uh, Queens, New York. 
James Living from Atlanta. Queens. What up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, good morning, man. Um, I just want to get this off my chest. I just want to shout you out because uh, over the weekend, uh, I came to New York and I said, let me stop for life. Never been there before. And uh, apparently, I, I heard that you was giving out 25 drinks for free and I was one of the 25 that, that got the drink, man. And I just want to shout you out for that, man. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, you, was, you was walking, you wasn't riding the bike. What I did was... Um, we was riding the bike over the weekend, and uh, we, we, we pulled up at Juices for Life. We stayed there for a little bit. And what I did was just try to encourage people to be healthy, so I paid for uh, 25 for the next people to come in and get some free juice and, and, and get healthy. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. H- how'd you enjoy the juice? Man, I, it was great, man. Like, like you know, I had this drink that had uh, ginger, kale, and uh, a whole bunch of stuff in it, man. Apple, and I was like, man, this, this is really good, man. I just came off of a, a 60-day juice fast, man. I lost 65 pounds in, in 50 days. Wow, uh, you know what I'm saying? 52 days, and you know I, I, I've I've vlogged all about it on my YouTube. Cause I'm an over the road trucker, and you know I'm trying to show these uh you know my fellow truckers out there that you know you can be healthy out here on the road. So I bought me a juicer, and you know I just buy my 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 fruits and veggies and juice on the truck, and Congra- I did that for congratulations, days. King. That's, that's dope. Brother. And thank you for stopping that's by great. the juice bar, 277 Malcolm X Boulevard in Brooklyn. Thank you. And shout out to Akil, who's really been holding it down at yeah, the juice bar out for the there. past yeah, week. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yeah, good morning. It's Lorenzo. Yeah, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Damn, man. I've been talking to y'all since uh, the Avengers. When they came out with Thanos was coming out. Now, I wanted to mention Charlemagne just a little bit this morning. That's all it was. You so said you want to rub on um, Charlemagne. Ah, uh, come on, Uncle Charlemagne. See, you, 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 what did you say? You know, I didn't hear you. What did you say this morning, bro? Come on, man. We heard what he wanted to hear. This morning. I, I, I'm talking about, I, I wanted to speak to you about some Marvel stuff. That's the last time we talked. And you over here talking about, about a rub. Come on. I am not. We ain't getting no Marvel this year. With the rage, Uncle Envy, okay? We ain't getting no Marvel this year. We ain't getting no Black Widow. We ain't getting no Eternals. No no Captain Rest America with a soldier. The King. Rest in peace to the King. Chadwick. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'll say that at first. But um, nah, man, I just wanted to mess you. I was like, let me, let me call um, Uncle Charlotte since Christmas is coming up and mess him just a little bit. I know you be giving out to the people. I was thinking since uh, Christmas is coming up, I, I, I'm starting to like, have like a Marvel collection. I was wondering if you'll be able to help me get Thanos' daughters because I got, I, got, I got two daughters myself. I know you got, I know you got girls. Um, I'm trying to add them to my collection, but it was very hard for me to try to find them. You mean um, like the dolls, like the the toys? Like, like the yeah, like that. No, I mean, listen, listen. We don't we don't call them dolls or toys. That <laughs> brother. So you want on, you, you want Nebula and Gamora? And Gamora, both of them. It's for yeah, your little was, girls. We can figure it them. out. Le- le- oh, le- yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, leave your info. Leave your info. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see if Charlamagne can get you the dolls you want for your your, your personal collection. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Eve, man. Don't be saying the action figures, my brother. All right, call him whatever you want to call him. He don't like for you to call him uncle. He wants you to call him big brother. That's why he keep dying his beard and it looks so <laughs> stupid. He want to still look 20-something. Well, you guys continue on with your dolls. Y'all look so cute. Hello, who's this? What's going on? Envy, I got a question for you, bro. Yo, I started my own little company. Um, I, I designed a, uh, a biodegradable, crushable sippy cup for uh, infant kids, and I'm trying to get it into um, like the major fast food restaurant because that's what it's for. When you have a toddler that can't suck out a straw, a parent that's running around and don't have, and forgot their sippy cup, it'll be the restaurant whenever you order um, a child size ki- a meal for a kid. Mm-hmm. But I can't figure out how to get is promoted like i've put thirty thousand dollars into this idea my own all my savings but i can't get anybody to 
or I don't know where to go to a start to get it done. Like, I can't go and get grants because I'm a convicted felon. Hmm. So that rules me out. So I just need help. Like, I've done all the research. I've got, I've got a patent. I've got a trademark. But I'm just at a, a stop point where I Stand just don't right. know what to do anymore. Well, send, send, send some up here. I mean, Charlemagne has three daughters. I got five kids. Angela, you got a bunch of guy kids. Let's send it up here. Let's try it out. Let's see how it works. And then we can go from there. And if it's great, we, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. And hopefully that gets you the business and the action you need. Do you have them? Do you have a prototype or you just have an idea? I have, I have, I have the prototype. I had some um, three prototypes made um, with that whole idea um, because they're expensive to do prototypes. Yeah, like, no. Just to go in. So... I didn't have the money to go get five or six thousand of them made, but I got a few of them made, and I just I'm at a point where I just don't know where to go because I know at some point in time, like in California, straws are being banded. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to have a straw. So yep. with little kids, you don't want a, a small child in the back with a straw. Anything can happen. Stick it in the mouth and get choked or whatever. So that's how I came up with an idea. All right. So, well, hold, hold, hold on. Hold there. on. We'll get your information. We'll send you the address, and hopefully we can help you out, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Well, yes, since Charlemagne already wanted to talk about Birkin bags, let's talk about some Birkin bags this morning and what Saweetie said that has the whole social media in a tizzy. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Oh, well, Drake's birthday, as you know, was over the weekend. And one thing they did let us know is when that new album, Certified Lover Boy, is coming out. And looks like that date is going to be in January, January 2021. Y'all excited? Not really. Yeah, I want to hear new Drake music. I'm excited about Drake. I love what he's been putting out and the, the, the records he's been doing. So, yeah. Drake dropped a lot Laugh of Laugh Now, Cry Later featuring Lil Durk. That's like the number that one song. That's a good record. But prior to that, he dropped a lot of subpar music this year. He just did a, a feature on somebody's uh, record that, that was dope that came out, I think, last week. What feature was it? Uh, I don't remember. I heard Drake's fault, but I know he killed it. Drake don't give people a chance to miss him. That's, 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 I don't, I don't like that. But I did hear a record with, um, you know what? I'm not going to say who I heard a record. I did hear a record with Drake and somebody else that was very, very, very dope, and 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 if he puts out an album where he's like really just rapping, because he can he's, he can afford to do that now, right? He if he wants, he might yeah, not if want he wants to. But the record I heard, he's he's snapping, snapping. But he's on there with another rapping ass rapper, so that's why. Mm. Yes. All right, now let's talk about this conversation over the weekend, Sweetie, and the Birkin bag. So she was on Instagram Live with Quavo, and she was giving advice for people in relationships. And here's what she said: If you're not getting you a Birkin, if you're not paying for your bills, it's Okay. What happened? So she said if he's not buying you a Birkin, if he's not paying for your bills and throwing back in the streets, okay? Mm-hmm. And you know, she has a song with Janae Echo that came out back to the streets. So clearly that's, you know, why that conversation was happening. And this sparked a whole entire conversation. Um, since we just talked about mm. little Dirk, he posted, I just got her property. She ain't want a Birkin. Then Floyd Mayweather's daughter, Yaya Mayweather, said, wait a minute, this is getting out of hand. I'm starting to see too many people on this app with Birkins, like they're just some regular bags that you can go buy. Some of these Birkins got to be fake. And I'm not saying everybody's is fake. I'm not trying to be funny, but let's make something crystal clear. For one, you can't just walk into an Hermes store and buy a Birkin. You have to be like a member in order to buy them. Two, even if you are a member, you can only buy so many a year. And because of this is why my dad sometimes goes overseas to purchase them. Oh, listen, here's the thing. Sweetie and, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all speaking from their own lived experience. 
That's their life. That's their man's life. That's their father's lives. You know, the rest of y'all, act your wage and stop inserting yourself in conversations that have nothing to do with you. She's true. She's true in most of what she said. I mean, most of the bags that she see is fake. You don't have to be a member, but uh, you have to uh, establish a relationship with Hermes to be able to purchase. You're only allowed two per year per person. And you have to have a relationship. Now, the relationship you have to have is you have to purchase other things. They're just not going to give you the prized Birkin if you're not purchasing other things from Hermes. That's how they look at it. And that's what they want you to do. So a lot of the stuff that you see is usually resellers or fake. By the way, this conversation goes over so many people. I'm just explaining. I know. I get it. Just but this, it the average person cannot afford any of this stuff that y'all are talking about. Mm-mm. Just breaking it down. And you know what else I don't like? I can't stand when a person speaks about not wanting something they can't afford anyway. Okay, you really you really don't know if you want something until you can afford to have it. Like, I always thought I didn't give a damn about certain things, name, brand, luxury items, and guess what? Everything I thought about myself was confirmed when I actually could afford it mm-hmm. and don't want it. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, now, I'm curious, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I just have one question. Now, you know, I thought we talked about, and Charlamagne, you have daughters. Three. We talk about independent women, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and the notion of... You know, if if a nigga ain't buying you a bag or paying your bills, take him to the streets. I, like, what I, is that voice? I'm just any voice, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't. I like. I don't tell that to my daughter. I tell yeah. my daughter, you take care of your own stuff. You don't rely yeah. on no mm-hmm. for nothing. Yeah, you can't have that conversation and then turn around and say, "I'm an independent woman. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. It mm-hmm. can't do that." That's what I'm it confused. Don't work. It don't like, work. That's, that's what I'm confused. It's, it's, it's either or. What are we putting out there for these kids? Like, it's, it's either or. Either you want a man to take care of you and, and, and hold you down, or you want to be a boss. It. I'm about it. I'm an independent jack. What voice is that? I don't know. <laughs> and if you want both. I'm glad both of y'all not women. If you want both, <laughs> say you want both. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, it's got to be a balance, we'll right? Talk, we'll talk about it more, and I'll tell you my thoughts later. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news next. What are we talking about? Coronavirus. All right. Coronavirus. We'll get into that next. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, all right, the Dodgers beat the Rays 4-2. to two. They lead the series 3-2, to two, and that is the World Series, if you're not paying attention. Who won yesterday? I forgot. Who, who won? Uh, the, the Dodgers. Dodgers, Dodgers beat okay. Tampa Bay. Uh, who won? Washington football team. They actually won. They beat your Cowboys 25-3. to three. Okay, and? Washed. We still got a better record than the Giants. It's not, it's not tit for tat. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just breaking I'm just, down I'm the just, story. I just don't understand why people that are fans of NFC East teams brag about How did we being brag? better I just than gave other the NFC East teams. I we're just all trash. the score. You know what the Redskins and Giants were? Not the Redskins. The Redskins and Cowboys were yesterday? A waste of time. They're the Washington they, football team they now, sir. What, what, what did I say? The Redskins. That's going to take some time for me to get used to that. <laughs> they should, that was a pointless social gathering. They should have just canceled all. <laughs> should have just canceled the game. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's get some front page news. I know you got a lot to talk about. Yes, so the U.S. has hit the highest seven-day average of coronavirus cases, and this is since COVID-19 began. So right now, the seven-day average is almost 70,000 cases. Uh, The two highest single days of new cases were Friday and Saturday, with more than 83,000 new cases added each day. The White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, said yesterday the U.S. is not going to control this pandemic. Here's what he said. We're not going to control the pandemic. We are going to control the fact that we 
get uh, vaccines, therapeutics, and other mitigation Why are we going to get areas control of the pandemic? Because, because it is a contagious virus, just like the flu. Yeah, but why not make efforts to contain it? Well, we are making efforts to contain it. By running and, and all over the country, not wearing a mask? Jake, that's what the vice president is doing. We can, we can get doing. into the back, back and forth. Let, let me just say this. is What we need to do is make sure that we have the proper mitigation factors, whether it's therapies or vaccines or treatments, to make sure that people don't die from this. I mean, the virus is like Michael Jordan in the 90s. You, can, you can't control it. You can only hope to contain it. That's it. Yeah, you can do a mandate that everybody has to wear a mask when they're out. But that's hoping you know, to right now, as Right, and, but they haven't been doing that. And Donald Trump has been out without his mask on, and he just was even pictured at rallies over the weekend talking to people with no mask on, and he had on no mask either. So you do have to make sure, because they said if you had people wear a mask, you could actually lower the amount of people that die by over 100,000. Yeah, I think that's worth it. Definitely cases have been spiking, and, and we need to contain it. We actually need to control it. That's, that's the only thing you can do? No, I don't, I don't think you can control it, but you can contain it. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They were also on 60 Minutes yesterday. We told you already about Donald Trump's interview that got cut short after a little more than half an hour. He walked out and didn't do the second part sit down with Pence. Now, Kamala Harris talked about being the first woman. Do you think having the first woman of color, the first woman as vice president, may change things? I do. It helps change the perception of who can do what. Because that is still part of the battle, after all. And you imagine some young person then saying, oh, things can be different. I don't have to conform to whatever I'm, um, you know, supposed to do or relegated to do. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. Great answer. Phenomenal answer. That's exactly what it would do. Provide hope and inspiration. Yes. You know, you know what I'm confused about? Maybe you guys can help me out, with, you know, with this election mm-hmm. coming up in, a, in in a little bit, in less than a week, I think. Oh, in a week. Ten you days, know, I think. Ten days. I'm, I'm watching, like, police officers. There was a case in New York City where a police officer was on his siren telling everybody, vote for Trump 2020. And then I look at the polls, and there's police officers at the polls wearing the Trump mask. And then I look at the New York Post on the front page of their paper today. They say the Post endorses uh, President Trump, make America great again, again. No kidding. They've been doing it. What about that? It just seems, doesn't it all seem weird that people are using their power and influence to things that we shouldn't? Like, like a police officer shouldn't be able to wear a uniform and have a, a Trump mask well, on. that's why he got suspended. But the police Officers union always have, you know, here in New York, have always been supporting Trump. Yeah, but the, the guy who uh, said that over the um, siren, the siren, he got suspended. Mm-hmm. Seems crazy. To me. All right, now more about Kamala Harris. She was asked about whether she is a socialist or progressive and pushing that agenda. Here's what she said: I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront, and I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. (laughs) No, it is the perspective of a woman who grew up a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also likes (laughs) hip-hop. Like, what do you want to know? Yeah, when that reporter was, you know, uh, telling Senator Harris that she 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 believes in legalizing weed and she supports the Green New Deal and, you know, Joe Biden doesn't. And will she push, you know, Joe Biden when she gets in the White House to, to, to move towards more of those policies? I wish Senator Harris would have just said yes to those questions. Yes, she believes in legalizing weed. Yes, she supports the Green New Deal. Yes, I, I, I hope she pushes Joe Biden on those things when she's in the White House. I just I just hate how 
she has to conform and shrink because of Joe Biden's old beliefs and lame-ass policies. Because remember when they were saying, like, oh, you know, he can't pick Senator Harris as the VP because she's too ambitious and she mm-hmm. really wants to be president. So what? <laughs> like, so what? I just hate to see, you know, how she has to conform. Right. Because of probably his, right. his ego. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800 800- Five eight five one zero five one. Now, what are we about to talk about? We're talking about Saweetie. Oh, and what's and what's some things that was? I mean, people were talking about this all over the weekend, all on social media. Can we, we have what, what she said? If you're not getting you a bargain, if you're not paying for your bills, okay. Can we take let's let's take it out of the bargain. The bargain is like the average person can't. She afford said it. paying your bills. Yeah, exactly. forget the bargain. She keep, said if he's not paying your bills, keep buying it on the you bills things. part. Mm-hmm. That's let's keep it on the bills part. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Let's talk about what she said. That's and, right. And I your w- thoughts on I it. I want to hear from all you independent ladies, <laughs> all you boss-ass chicks, okay? That'd be me. That would be me. <laughs> can, can, is, 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 does he really love you if he's not paying your bills, you boss-ass chicks, you independent women that don't need a man for nothing? 800-585-1051. Huh? <laughs> what voice is that, man? It's my sarcastic, uh, you hypocrite voice. Okay. That's what that is. All right. Well, let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about some uh, comments Saweetie made over the weekend. Let's listen. If you're not getting you a bargain, if you're not paying for your bills, just let to the okay. Let's take it. Please take it out the Birkin bag, though. The Birkin bags, that's like the, the, the average person cannot afford a Birkin bag. Okay. By the way, the the, the the above average person can't afford a Birkin bag. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay, what are you talking about? They, they range from what forty? How much you said? They started about ten. It could be lower than 10, that. Yeah. Well, 10, I, I saw I saw something that said forty thousand to a half a million. Depends on the skins, leathers, and types of. I don't know nothing about that. Only like skins that, I know is four skin and the skins on Fortnite. Oh my goodness. All right, so we're asking eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What you know? What are your thoughts? What do you believe? So. Uh, let's start off with Angela Yee. What do you think, E? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so I was going to say, for myself, I always was taught from when I was young that I always had to make sure that I had money to pay for everything I needed to pay for. So if I went out of town with somebody, I always need to make sure I have enough money to get myself home in case something happens. Now, as a woman, I do believe that it's nice when guys offer to help you out and do things for you, but you should never need them to do that. And, you know, everybody wants to feel spoiled. I feel like you should spoil your man also. And if that doesn't mean financially, that could mean in other really thoughtful ways. I've never felt like you paying for things for me means that you care. Because you could also give somebody a whole bunch of money and gifts and be doing everything else and not really caring. So it's just really how you show that you care about somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, I have three daughters and I raise my daughters to take care of themselves and don't rely on anybody for anything. Work hard, grind out, invest well, and you pay for your own something. If you want a, a, a bag, you pay for it yourself. If you want a bill paid or you want something, you pay for it yourself. You don't rely on nobody but yourself. And your daddy, like your daddy will help you take care of you, but me being daddy. But when it comes to anything else, you, you take care of your own stuff. You work hard. You don't but I appreciate nobody. 
I do appreciate when people, you know, when my man does nice things, gives me gifts, even like, you know, during certain times and I'm doing things, he could be like, here's some money to help you out. That's dope. If you know I'm about to buy some, I just bought a house, you know, anything helps right now. now let me let me preface this by saying, um, uh, as a man, my job is to protect and provide. So I have no problem being the financial foundation of a household. I also think it's super fly when your wife has her own as well, because as the great Hove once said, if everybody in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged, nobody will fall because you, you can be each other's crutches. So it's all good either way. But just know, ladies, if your man is paying all your bills, you're not independent. If your man is paying all your bills, you're not a boss-ass chick, which is fine. Yeah. It just means certain songs you can't sing along to, okay? And what if a woman can't afford anything? Should I send your broke ass back to the street? The double standard of broke men and broke women has to stop. How come when a man is broke and can't provide for his woman, he got to get sent back to the streets? What about a well, broke ass woman that can't do nothing I, for nobody? Should your ass stay in the street? I will say somebody like Saweetie, she clearly has enough money to take care of herself and do things. So it's not that she's not independent. If he's voluntarily wanting to do those things for her, just like think, I'm sure you guys Angela take care listen. of, have with your women take care of a lot of things Angela also. Angela was not listening. I said, I said it's super fly when your wife has her own as well. Okay. Right, I, but I, you said if he's paying your bills, then you're not independent. You can still to, be independent I'm, I'm, and he's paying your bills. I'm speaking to the chick. No, that is true. If the man is paying your bills, you're not independent. That's a fact. If the man is paying your bills, how can you call yourself a boss-ass chick? You can still be independent and be able to be capable of doing those things. It's not like you need him to How? do it. Just because someone Explain does something you. for you doesn't mean you need it. Explain. You. I think that's not dependent the means that you need some. some dependent on somebody means that you need them or you can't do certain things, right? Because I'm dependent on you. It's I not going to happen for me. If you tell me that this is a, if you telling me this is a requirement and you I, you have to pay my bills, I'm gonna send you back to the street. That don't sound too independent to me. Listen, it's just what she requires. That's what it is. Everybody's not like that. I'm well, not going to tell somebody. All I know is I have three daughters, and I tell my daughters to take care of your own stuff and be your own person. Don't rely on nobody. When I met my wife, my wife was making more money than me. She was making more money than me. We got married. We had kids. And once we're married and we have kids, all bets are off the table. But before that... She was making more money than me. Yes. And, and there's some guys that want to do that for you, by the way. I've dated guys that have been like, look, you don't got to work. I'm going to take care of everything for you, da-da-da-da-da. But I always felt like I never felt secure in that way. So, But there's guys that want to take care of those. There's guys that volunteer to do that for you. Well, that's what I said. As a man, my job is to protect and provide. So I have no problem being the, the financial foundation of a household. I think, it, I think it's dope either way. All I'm simply saying is, if you're telling a man you have to pay my bills, that's not independent. Well, let's 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 go to one call. Hello, who's this? This is Fly Carla. Hey, Fly Carla. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to say, first of all, HU. HU. Which one though? But the real one. The that's real Hampton one, though. Al. Okay. <laughs> um, let's get clearance, Howard. Stop it. Hold on, so wait a minute. I said, I can't tell. That's why I said, which one? Y'all think y'all on the you same page. Hampton. You know it was Hampton. <laughs> Where yes, are you repping from, B- Fly T? The only HU that has a vice presidential nominee. True, the true, real one. true. How? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> Charlotte, I have met you, and I love you, and I actually reached out to you because I'm a TV host, and you are my inspiration. Oh, Angela, I also reached out to you because I am a stylist. Um, but I wanted to talk about Sweetie in the Birkin bag situation. Mm-hmm. So I am an independent woman. Like, I'm building a brand. I live in Dumbo. I got some coins. Nice. 
But I need to make sure that my man can help me out just in case. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. Like, you can be independent, but you need to make sure that your man has some coins, too, just in case something happens. Right, if you want to follow your dreams, if you want to follow your dreams, and it's good to know that he's got your back. It's just if necessary. Like, I don't necessarily need, like, a Birkin, you know? Like, if you can afford it, then that's all good, too. But I just need to make sure that if I come on hard times, can you Mm -hmm. pay my rent? Like, that is, like, the real thing. Like, can you pay, like, my phone bill? Like, internet is real, so... All right. I need those and, things. you know, people have ups and, and downs in relationships. One person might be up, the other's down, then it might reverse. So yeah. you got to be there right. both ways. All right. I well. think my man also know that, like, I got his back, too. Like, I got you. Like, okay. you know, I'm not like a bomb. I'm a boss girl. You know, I'm a fly girl, fly Carla. So we, we got to figure it out. By, the, mm-hmm. by the way, that's how it should be. Because guess what? If that man ever hits financial times, both of y'all going to be back in the goddamn street. 800-585-1051. We're talking to comments Sweetie said about if your man ain't buying your Birkin or paying your bills, throw him back to the streets. What are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Saweetie and these statements she made over the weekend. If you're not getting you a bargain, if you're not paying for your bills, then go ahead to the streets, okay? So we're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Hello, who's this? This is Antoinette. Antoinette, what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like if a woman is independent, that's fine, but a man should still help her. Should? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should if he's with her. Right, he should want to. Exactly. I I couldn't have a man, and I'm independent, which, I mean, that's great, but I couldn't have a man laying with me and not helping me. Yeah, I think most men will want to help their women. Like, if you love her, anything you can do to support what she has going on, you are going to do that. And I think it's vice versa, too. I don't know if it's vice versa, versa, though, because you still got rich women saying men should take care of them. I don't hear no rich women volunteering to say, I'll take care of all your bills, baby. There's a lot of women that do that. Well, well, uh, well, there definitely about, are. Well, make some songs about it then. <laughs> <laughs> and get on Instagram Live and say Thank that. You, mama. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Noelle. How are you? Noelle, good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm blessed and highly favored. There you blessed, go. black, and highly favored. Now, we're talking about these comments <laughs> and statements that Saweetie made. What are your thoughts? I think she's very young, and, you know, it's going back to that whole ideology about money things. And, you know, I was saying before, it's like a relationship is not about money. It's about, you know, what each person brings, about loyalty. It's about family. And she's just, she's young, so that's what she thinks is important. And sadly, that's not how she was raised, but that's not what a relationship is about. It's about balance. It's about when you're sick. It's about your children. It's about your grandchildren. It's about all those things. That's what, at least what, how I was raised a relationship is about. It's not about do, a broken bag and paying your rent. Do you think so, that money matters you know, in a relationship? Because, you, you know, that's the, that's the number one reason people get divorced is over finances. And I think when you're dating somebody and before you get married, you do want to know about finances and credit and all Definitely. those things. Definitely. Credit. I work because I like going to the dentist, number one. There you go. There you go. You enjoy going to the dentist. I enjoy going to the dentist. But, you know, like, yeah, I I think it's, I'm 
Trinidadian. I was raised <laughs> about education. And, you know, yes, I've been balancing my parents' checkbook since I was 16. I have mm-hmm. owned two homes. I understand that principle. But what I know, my parents were married for 50 years, come December the 4th. And it was more about, you know, like who they are as people and what they bring to the relationship and the values of that other person. You know, my parents build each other, and that's what I see in them. A broken bag does not hold your hand when you have cancer. A broken bag right. is not going to keep you warm. A broken bag is not going to be there like when we celebrated my mother's birthday this weekend. So I hope that these young girls out here know that it's not about those things. Those things are very fleeting. Yes, and, and when you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and I mean, that's why marriage vows, marriage vows say for better, for Thank worse, you. through sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is It is a nice gift, though. They don't say if you I mean, can't provide, <laughs> you back in the streets. It right. actually it's says the exact opposite. And, I, and I'm very serious with my daughters about having their own and making sure that they know how to have their own. Like, my daughter, she goes to NYU, and I, and I, forced, I almost forced her to go to real estate school so she can learn how to continue to invest and learn how to continue to make money. I just don't want her to rely on anybody but her daddy. That is it. Her daddy will be there regardless. I'll give her my last, and like any father would with any of their kids. Absolutely. But I just want my daughter to make sure that she never has to rely or never asks a, a, a man or anybody for anything. And you know what else that does? That makes her ball high because, you know, when she, she, she's got her own, she's going to want somebody else who has their own. That's the type mm-hmm. of person that they're going to attract. She's not going to want somebody who, you know, is not on her level. All right. Well, let's go, let's go to some more callers. We'll take some more callers when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Saweetie and some statements that she made. Let's hear them. If you're not getting you a Birkin, if you're not paying for your bills, just let to the street, okay? So we're asking 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? There's nothing right? wrong. By the way, there's nothing wrong with, with, with you know, what Saweetie is saying. Just know you can't sing along to Destiny's Child Independent when it come on no more, Okay. All right. I think Sweetie's pretty independent. Oh, God. I don't think y'all know what the definition of independence is. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shawnee. Hey, hey Shawnee. Good morning. We're talking about Sweetie's statements. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't like the fact that she made that statement. Like, that's kind of giving girls the wrong ideas. My husband tells me all the time that I can become a stay-at-home mom if I want to because he can handle the Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person to sit back and let a man take care of me. Especially like, what if something happened with us and I'm not, I don't work and I'm just with him to jump in to pay my bills like it's not gonna work out for me i'm gonna be like panicking thinking about what to do next so i'm the woman that i'm a woman that has to work that has to pay her own bills to get by so that way i ain't got to worry about if something happens true indeed all right i mean if, i'm if, with if, you if, guys will guys will tell you that they will all the time look you ain't gotta work i'm gonna take care of you i'm gonna handle this stay home hold this down and you know, but then you can't complain when you're like, well, she's not independent. That's yeah. right. As soon, as, But no, as soon as you accept that deal, you're not independent no more. I think it also changes when you're married. Like, for instance, me and my wife been married for a long time. When I purchased my first crib, I couldn't afford a house. So I had to live damn near an hour and 45 minutes away from the city. That's the only house that I could afford because I wanted my kids to have have a yard. So when we had kids, we decided, hey, either we're going to raise these kids and have a nanny raise these kids and drive back and forth or... You stay at home. You take care of the businesses. Mm-hmm. And I work. That is a job. And yeah, it is a job. And that's what she does. And she continues to do that. My, my wife handles a lot of my businesses, and, and I'm happy for it. But when it comes to it, I want my daughter to know that 
that she is independent, she takes care of her own thing, and you don't rely, because when, when, when you rely on somebody or somebody gives you something, they feel like they have one over you, like they control you or own you in a lot of instances, and I never want that for my daughter. Yeah, I, I think the key word you said is marriage, too. You know what I mean? Like, once you're married, then you're, 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 you're partners. You know what I'm saying? What, you, what I have is what she has. What she has is what I have. If you just a boyfriend, girlfriend, don't put yourself in that situation. Don't put yourself in that situation where you're that dependent on, on, on a man paying for any and everything. Because when he pulled that rug from under you, he pulled that rug from under you. All, All right, right, that's ideal in marriage, but it doesn't always happen that way. Well, it doesn't always happen that way. It does, it's not always what I have is what you have. That doesn't always happen. We just did a whole episode on this on uh, with women talking about their experiences in marriages yeah, and how yeah, and financially the they were... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think people do marriage. It doesn't always happen. Me and my, I mean, like in my household, there is no separate. It's, it's there, there's no separate account. Like yeah. everything is. Like, I but don't the, have a there are people who do that. that. There are people, people do, and some people mm-hmm. are happy with that. Just not in my house. Some women have to ask their husbands for money if they stay at home, and they have to. They use that well, as a way to control them. Not in my house. Nope. At all. I have to ask my wife to if I could buy some. <laughs> yeah. My wife, I'm talking to my lawyer the other day about, you know, what, what my financial team does. I'm like, talk to my wife. Yep. That's her. That's what she handles all the bread. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story if there is a moral? I have no idea. Act your wage. That's what I would tell all of y'all, okay? Because this whole Birkenbag discussion is stupid to me. All right? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand people sitting around discussing something that they can't afford anyway. And having such a strong opinion about it. Let Saweetie live her life. Let Floyd Mayweather's daughter live her life. Let Cardi B live her life. That's their life. When that becomes your life, then involve yourself in the discussion. And I agree with that as well. I, I think you, you allow people to do what they want to do with their hard earnings. Like, people were mad at, at Offset for buying, you know, Cardi's daughter a bag. That's their money. He works for it. He could buy whatever mm-hmm. he wanted. He could buy her 50 of it if he wanted. That's his money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my boyfriend wants to buy me things, and I feel like it's a waste of money. And I'd be like, no, no, I don't want it. I don't need that. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about Mike Tyson and Boosie and the conversation that they had. Listen, Boosie was not trying to have no issues with Mike Tyson. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so as we get ready for season two of Versus, they have put a date on it. But but before they put a date on it, here is T.I. talking to Jeezy. Snowmen are seasonal. Kings are forever. Let you know that, Jack. Still got enough time, man. Upload the video saying that you weren't really talking about me, and you ain't really mean for shit to get out here in the public, and you ain't wanted to go this far. Yeah, I haven't been this excited about a versus since uh, Jill Scott, Erica Badu. Don't get me wrong, all the verses are great, but you know when it's your, when it's personal favorites of yours, like Jill mm-hmm. Scott and Erica Badu are my wife's personal favorite artists, so I really enjoyed that. And Jeezy and Ti are two of my personal favorite artists. This is a really good one. I think it's gonna be a great one. I'm excited about it. I'm just mad as November nineteenth. I want it like next week. Like, but I'm I'm waiting. I can't wait. All right. Now um let's talk about Wendy Williams. So people are very concerned about her after her latest behavior on the show. They're saying that something is definitely wrong. And social media was talking about it. And there were a few different things that were happening 
it was a lot of visual things that you could see. Like she looked like she was just out of it. I don't know if she's on some type of painkillers or what's happening, but a lot of people had things to say. Uh, DJ Booth even weighed in. Now here is what she sounded like on TV. If you say she looks horrible, you're jealous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if you say I look horrible, then maybe you're Mellis. I didn't say, no, I didn't say the word. No, Matt, I didn't say the word. I didn't say it, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. Look, but look. Look at what? Look at what, yeah, I'm lost. I don't know what she was doing, but uh, somebody wrote on, on social media, Wendy, you need to stop your show and seriously get help. Your oh, camp is just watching you spiral instead of sending help. Shame on them. I'll be boycotting the show until you get checked into rehab. Drugs will kill you. Please get help. And then someone else responded, she don't listen to them. Probably why DJ Booth left the show. And he responded, yep, exactly. And it will all come out. Y'all have no idea what's really going on. And everyone there is afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose their jobs. This is going to play out bad. I feel sorry for the workers and victims. Nobody have a blessed day. Nobody listens to Lenard. Charlamagne been on this radio telling y'all for the longest that she needs help. I got on this radio and told y'all that Dead Bob Mercury and whatever other production companies that are behind that show need to be ashamed of themselves because they know that woman has a problem. They know that woman needs help, but they keep propping her up on that show every day because people care about profits over people. And it's a slap in the face to the audience because people are watching that woman deteriorate right before our eyes and everybody enabling that woman's demise should be ashamed of themselves. Have you spoke to her? I know you spoke to her a couple of months back. Have you spoke to her and talked to her about that or no? No. No. Mm -hmm. All right. Offset was detained by the police, and he had everything on live while it was happening. Here is what went down. He was in Beverly Hills, and he was accused of waving a gun at a pro-Trump rally. And here's what happened. Turn off the engine. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not doing that. Why not? Because you got guns out. That's that's my choice. I'm not going to move my hand from yeah, my steering wheel. Because this after. we were told that you guys were waving You guns said somebody was told that? I'm a Celebrity, you know who I am? I'm offset from the Migos. What are, they, they, they're fans. That's why they following me, bro. nothing to do with why we're here. We were told I just that watched, you guys were waving guns You just watched somebody beat my car up with a flag. What are so you talking I about? To turn, I need you to turn You told me to put my hands up. I'm not doing that. You put my hands up. There's 25,000 people in my lives. You're going to get sued right publicly. Turn off the car. Open this door. No, that's not legal. That's not legal. You can't just open my door? Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Whoever told uh, told those police officers that somebody was waving a gun from Offset Car, they could have got Offset killed. Yeah, see, the problem with that is, and what I don't like, they don't care. Trust me, these are Trump supporters. Anything like you could say, hey, this person pointed a gun at me. They're gonna search that car. Offset might have just been riding through. You know what's but, sad? It, but he could have got that young man. Could have got Offset killed. And that's what's sad as a black man in America. Um, he's he, he came off lucky just just getting pulled out of the car after, after somebody said they waved a gun at us them cops could have just came guns a blazing guns drawn immediately that could have been all bad listen i would be so nervous if i got accidentally caught up in a pro-trump rally they were banging on his car with flags and going crazy and then now i get pulled out of the car you know if i said the, the, the right thing i'm not taking my hand off this steering wheel well I'm, you want me to turn the car mm -hmm. off you want me to put this car in park no mm -hmm. i'm not reaching for nothing you just now, told me somebody said i was waving a gun mm -hmm. nope it looks like Cardi B was in another car and she got out and here's what happened. Where were they? In LA. Mm. Beverly Hills. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee. Man, we didn't get to Boosie, but that's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got Donkey today coming up next. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just another great example of why you shouldn't have any side chicks.
We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's DJ Envy, and for 55 years, the General Insurance has been giving people affordable auto insurance with excellent customer service. Get custom coverage that's right for you and immediate proof of insurance. Call them at 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Just don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey stuff. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. It's just, it's just all too much for a Monday, man. Uh, donkey of the day. What the hell was that? I don't know what that was. Donkey <laughs> of the day for Monday, October 26th, uh, goes to a 37-year-old man named Rahan Baig. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Now, Rahan Baig has been sentenced to prison for three years because he had too many side chicks oh man listen to me okay if there was ever a reason to be faithful to your wife it is this story now a lot of y'all brothers out there are going to be shocked to know that his wife was in on him sleeping around with side chicks oh yes his wife's name is halima she's 38 and she used a gopro camera to record her husband engaging in sex acts with side chicks in fact some videos marked family vids rahan would alternate between having intercourse with his wife and his side chicks, I know, I know, some of y'all think this is lit. But y'all never watched them damn Twa movies, okay? Pandora's Box. Remember those films that Will Packer used to yep. do in the early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Okay? It's never worth it to open Pandora's Box and invite chicken eggs into your bedroom. I don't care if your wife is down for it or not, okay? Now, as I said, Rahan has been sentenced to jail for three years. I know you're wondering, what the hell did he do to end up in prison? Sleeping around with side chicks and y- y- your wife is in on it? That's not a crime? Well, this happened in England, so... It's hard to find a news report, but there are several YouTube reporters speaking on it, and this YouTube channel is uh, actually called Scarcity Studios. I'm going to let them tell y'all why uh, Rahan Rahane, has been sentenced to prison for three years because you're not going to believe it from me. A care worker who was described as warped and had a sexual fantasy with his wife where he fulfilled having sex with chickens in the basement of their home. Horrifying footage that he recorded of Rehan Beg abusing the birds. Some of them were family pets and they were also recorded by his wife, Halima. The couple had a GoPro camera that was hooked up in the cellar of their home to capture the footage of them indulging in depraved and perverted acts of bestiality. A Bradford Crown Court heard that Halima Baig joined her husbands in the videos and at one stage they alternated from having sex with the animal and his wife. The brown and white chickens died as a result of the 37-year-old's sexual activity with them. He was jailed for three years by a judge who told him that his behaviour had been depraved and perverted. Halim, his wife, who's 38, was spared jail after a judge said that the evidence showed that she suffered domestic abuse. Yeah, that's, oh, oh, y'all thought I meant, like, side chicks. hmm Oh, I did, but side chicks, like chickens, okay? Mm-hmm. See, this is what happens when you open up Pandora's chicken box. Okay, what Rahan and his wife were doing was foul. I mean, most poultry eaten by humans is foul, especially chickens and turkeys, but that's not the point. Rahan pled guilty to having intercourse with chickens, and he possessed images of him and his wife engaging not only in sex acts with chickens, but sex acts with a dog. I, this is... I, just, I, I have so many questions. I need to know, uh, did Rahan like white meat or dark meat? Okay. I really need to know after they violated these chickens, did they eat the meat? Imagine having a nice Sunday dinner at, at their house and then biting into a chicken breast and saying to yourself, mm-mm, mm, what is this sauce? 
I have so many questions. What turned Ray Hahn on the most? Was it the chicken's breast or the leg? What are you, Envy? You a breast guy, leg guy, or thigh guy? Breast guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> is it still finger licking good or is it finger? F- 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 I can't say that. I can't say that. What? I, need to, I, need what? I just need to know what he does. Okay, what is, I need to know does he get a horny when he passes a KFC? Okay. Is Chick fil A like a brothel to this guy? Okay, I need to know what does loving that chicken from Popeyes mean to him? Love that chicken from Popeyes. Please let Remy Ma give Rahane Beg and his wife Alima Beg the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Mm. It's Monday, man. Took my shot of ginger. Just now, there's certain things you don't expect to read first thing in the morning. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Sound really crazy. All right. Well, thank you for that don- donkey of the day, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, we have a special guest joining us, Natalie Manuel. I love Natalie Emanuel. She has a um, a YouTube series on, on Hillsong's channel mm-hmm. where she sits down and she has these very compelling conversations with humans. That's right. I, 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 I was privileged enough to be on the episode, but she has a lot of good things to talk about. Okay. All right. And we'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, and we have a special guest on the line right now. Yes, indeed. Natalie Manuel. Good morning. Hello. How are you? How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Wide awake, ready to talk. Now, you're in L.A. I'm in L.A. So it's so super it's early for you this morning. So I woke up around 4 o'clock. Uh, my daughter and my stomach had me up around 3. So How many months are you now? Seven. Wow. Seven. So it's almost time. It, it is. She comes in December. It is almost time. Is this your first baby? First baby. Oh, wow. That's a great Christmas gift, though. Great Christmas gift. She uh she comes, she's due the beginning of December, and then my birthday is December 23rd. So it's just going to be a full month. Now, hold on, wow. I got a question, Natalie, because, you know, you're used to asking the questions because you got the Now with Natalie series. But being that you're having your baby in December, I would assume towards the end of December, how does that make you feel about the year as a whole? What kind of perspective do you have? Ooh, that's a great question. Probably the year as a whole is that this year has been a gift. Mm. It for sure has been a gift, especially with her coming. And it's definitely been... a uh, a challenging year, a challenging season. I mean, for sure, for for all of us, you know, being black in the social climate that we're in and being a woman and then just being pregnant for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, I'm grateful for this year, but I'm kind of ready to to get to 2021. But, you know, God God uses everything. So I just have to know and be focused on that. And he knew. And I'm like, of course I'm pregnant during a pandemic. <laughs> like, how am I pregnant during a pandemic? Well, that's good, though, because you just get to you get to sit, sit your ass down and just relax and chill and just focus on being pregnant. So that's a yeah. good thing. Are you nervous at all? A little bit. I think there's moments where I'll have, like, expectation, and then, also, then I freak out, like, what am I even doing? Like, do I even know exactly what I'm doing? But all my mom friends just say that it's just, it will come to you innately. There's not much preparing that you can do and that, you know, God will just prepare us, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm expecting. Okay. I tried nervous though. All right. Now, the now with Natalie series, I had the pleasure and the privilege and the honor of, of, of doing it. How do you hope to like redefine identity and purpose with, with this series? 
So the whole point of, of Now with Natalie, if any of the viewers or listeners haven't even heard of it, is um, the whole goal was to dismantle the counterfeit identity and purpose that's being sold to us. And a lot of people are probably like, well, what's the actual counterfeit of you know identity and purpose that's being sold to us? Mm-hmm. It's the world and our culture tells us that what we do, who we are, the mistakes we've made, the frailties that we make define us. The money in our account, the cars we drive, the friends that we have, and that's an ultimate, complete, and utter lie. And I think for me, it birthed from a season of going through a really dark season of depression. Mm-hmm. I um, I worked with my brother previous to uh, now with Natalie, my brother's Jerry Lorenzo, Fear of God. Never heard and- of him. <laughs> who who even knows who this guy is, right? Like, who even cares? Who even knows? Um, so I worked with him for about three years, and it was I was in a transition transitional season. And I felt an inkling God just say like It's time for you to transition out." And in that time, I had now with Natalie like a thought of this is what I potentially want to create. But in that time of just wait, that season of waiting, I I really hit rock bottom and I realized, oh, wait a minute. The reason why I'm hitting rock bottom and depression is that I'm so focused on what I do to define me as opposed to who I am and and to just be. And so for me, I wanted to create a series that highlights influential people like yourself and people that have a line of faith to really expose that in order for us to do, in order for us to see these people doing, we must first be. And that was really kind of the genesis of Now with Natalie. I want to ask, you said you were depressed. What, what got you into that depressing mode? Literally because, you know, I'm doing, 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 doing for three years. And I realized that I wasn't focused on actually just being who I am. And so my identity was wrapped up in my job title. My identity was wrapped up in the things that I was doing as opposed to who I was. And so I was, I was struggling. I was wrestling because I didn't have work. I wasn't, you know, you're not doing anything. But in that time, I'm so grateful that I went through that because I pinpointed, oh, I was so focused on doing that I just wasn't able to be and be comfortable in who I am. And so I'm grateful for that season. I never want to go back to it. And I always think and realize that we ask God to take us to the next level in our life, right? We ask him like, mm-hmm. okay, I want more. I want the next promises. But we don't realize when we ask him, we go through a season of death and That's hell. Right. That's right. Because that season of death and hell is preparing us for what's to come. It's preparing us for our inheritance. And so for me, I needed those tools and that season of depression to sustain the tools that I've learned to sustain me for what I was asking him to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for it. I don't want to go through it again. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, we got more with Natalie Manuel. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Natalie Manuel. Charlamagne. Why, why do you think um, shame robs people of their identity? Because shame wants to tell us who we are. Shame tells us that we are you know, we are our frailties, we are our um, mistakes, we are our rejection. And that, you know, what I believe is that Satan uses that as a bait to really distort our minds and our thoughts. And I always say that if we want to know who we are, we must first know who we are not. 
Right. And we have to realize who we are not. Ooh. And who we are not is what shame is telling us. And, you know, it's it goes back to like we lean on this worldly truth to expect a kingdom result. The worldly truth of we want to, the world says that we are defined by our mistakes, our frailties, and all those things, but we want this kingdom truth of joy, happiness, peace, and wholeness. And so, that was also why I did um, for for season two shame. I actually it actually birthed from doing an interview with Van Lathan. Van, um, Van, my brother. We uh, we were having a conversation um, on his old podcast, and we were just talking about church. And he was just saying how he's so shameful to go into the building of church because he feels like people are better than. And I'm like, that's the whole point of a savior. That's the whole point of church is for the broken people to go. And so in that interview, it just clicked. Ah, we need to talk about shame because this is robbing us of our destiny. When you talk about faith, let's talk about faith a little bit. Now, how does faith play a role in your life and things that you're doing? It's everything. To be honest, I think that for me, it's something that I grew up in. I grew up in a household where faith was instilled in us Mm -hmm. um, day in and day out. But I also know that you have to have your own experience with it. You know what I mean? It's like my parents definitely instilled God faith scriptures day in and day out, but I probably built my own relationship with God when I moved to LA about 10 years ago when I was just on my own. And I, and there was a moment where I was so used to leaning on my earthly father and my earthly family Mm -hmm. that God was like, nah, this is a time for me and you. It goes back to, again, if you want to go do the things that I've called you to do, you need to build this relationship with me. And so it definitely has propelled me into where I am today and sitting here talking to you guys. And it, it definitely it gives me the tools that I need to sustain, to keep going. For sometimes I'm just like, how do people do it without him? I don't get it. How do people do it without him and without therapy? I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, I pray and I go to therapy. I got therapy today at 3 o'clock. I, I literally have my uh, counselor on, on a retainer. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I love about your show, uh, Natalie? And, and as I was watching it back yesterday, I thought about it. We don't have enough safe spaces in media for people to express their brokenness, you know, for people to express, you know, the things they, they may be ashamed about, you know, like we, I think that we don't, we have too much cancel culture, not enough counsel culture. There we go. And that's why speaking of cancel culture, I don't know if you saw, I did an episode with Jordan Woods because we have this proclivity as black Twitter and as black America to just cancel our people because of the mistakes and frailties that we all make. It's like, we all sin, we all fall short, we all make mistakes, but the unfortunate part is that these celebrities and and influential people are, they have a microscope, you know, on, on on their lives. And I wanted to create a safe space for people like yourself and you know, all the other guests that I've had on there to actually talk about, like you said, their brokenness and talk about their shame and talk about their purpose and talk about their identity. And also because a lot of times from the outside world, we're looking at these influential people thinking they have it all together. And that was my strategy. Like, let me get these people that we think we look up to because of what they do, but in all actuality, how they're doing what they're doing is by that string of faith. How they're doing what they're doing 
is being able to really understand who they are. And so for me, I saw a need because there's not a lot of platforms that actually have these safe spaces. The great Miles Monroe once said, if you see a problem, become the solution, and that's a part of your purpose. So for me, I just wanted to be a part of the purpose or solution. How important is confronting your past in order to move forward? If you don't confront your past, you will not be free. It's like we all want freedom. We all want to heal. But it's like we we don't have the ability or strength or vulnerability to actually confront. In order to heal, you have to first recognize. You have to put your pride down and let humility exalt. And then you have to confront. And then from confronting, the healing process starts. But if you don't confront and you just leave it in a treasure chest, you will never be free. And so a lot of times we feel like, oh, I just want to be free. I don't want this baggage on me anymore. But the baggage is there because you're not willing to put your pride down and confront. And that's kind of also what we talk about in season two is just how to actually really confront shame in your past in order to be free. Now you talk about confronting mm. our past. Does that mean possibly apologizing and make good for the things that you did in the past? Does that include that as well? A hundred percent, unequivocally. You ha- you must because and again, shame says that we shouldn't confront it, and that's who we are, and it just defines us. But we must, we must forgive. I think that if we don't realize, we don't realize what unforgiveness does to us. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like a thing that festers in us that potentially kills us. And we don't even understand how imperative it is to forgive. Forgiveness is a gift to us. Mm. It's not a gift to the person. It's freeing us before it's freeing the other person. Don't Mm. do it for them. Actually just do it for you so that you're free. Right. Um, And I think that we feel like, well, because he made you know, because he did this or because she did that, I'm not going to forgive them. That's fine, but that's going to kill you internally inside and just fester. But we have to remember that forgiveness is a gift to us. Now, it seems like you learn a lot from a lot of the people that you interview and speak with. What's the biggest thing that you've learned from somebody? Season one, I had a conversation with, um, and he was in in, uh, Tyson Chandler's episode, A Homeless Man. And I asked him what success was to him. And this struck me so hard. Homeless man, he said, I have about a dollar sixty-eight in my pocket, but I feel successful because I have peace. Mm. I know that the peace that I'm feeling is sustaining me. And that shifted my trajectory because we know how we define success. And that's also the whole point of the show is trying to redefine it. But that struck me so hard that I'm over here worried about this and that and makeup and hair and who we're talking to next and this guy that doesn't have a place to live doesn't know what his next meal is but says that he's happy and he feels successful because he has peace so that's probably the biggest thing that I've definitely learned throughout this trajectory of uh, this se- these two seasons that's right you can check it out uh, now with Natalie it's on YouTube on the Hillsong channel 
youtube.com backslash Hillsong channel or just go to YouTube and search Now with Natalie. Okay. Thank you for having me on the show and I appreciate it. And I hope you have a great day. And if I don't talk to you beforehand, uh, a healthy delivery. Absolutely. Thank you. And I appreciate you guys. And I'm honored to be on the show with you guys. Big fans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And hold my baby so tight. They grow so damn fast. I got five of them. Charlemagne got three. Those babies get old so damn fast. You want them young, so just enjoy them. That's right here. Appreciate it. Bye, Bye, Natalie. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Breakfast Club. It's one thing to have these conversations, you know, on the air. We're performing. It's entertaining. It's another one, you know, behind the scenes. Envy is saying things like, hey, man, you know, I'd love to buy you a Halloween costume. <laughs> Drama, my line. Did you hear the same thing that I heard? Oh, he definitely, he came in after using the bathroom for some reason. Came in hot. And saying he wanted to dress us. Yeah, I got an idea, guys. Yeah. On Friday, you know, how about we put our names in a hat and then we draw our names and, you know, I buy you a costume and you buy a drama costume. I'm like, what is, get out of here with this, bro. Knock it off. He said the other person can dress the other one yeah, the way he wants. Yeah, like, what is, what, what, what is this? What is that? You guys You're taking this thing too far crazy. now. Crazy. Jesus. You guys are lying. Oh, I'll wear... Li- wow. What? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Let's 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 get to the <laughs> 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 we lied, drum? It's crazy. Well, let's wow. talk let's talk boosie. Let's get to the rumors. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Liars. Go ahead, Yee. Boosie Badass, he was on Mike Tyson's Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson podcast on Saturday, and it was interesting to watch. Now, one thing they talked about was Dwayne Wade and uh, Gabrielle Union and uh, Dwayne Wade having a trans daughter. And what they said was, um, you know, basically Mike Tyson asked Boosie if he was gay. Do you feel the possibility that you're a homosexual and you by disrespect them, you furthers yourself from being a homosexual or thinking you may like homosexuals? Nah, nah, I'm, I'm straight as an arrow. I'm just saying, you know, I really commented on, on, on the Dwayne Wade situation yeah. because I got offended because it's a child. You know, I'm just saying, hey, you know, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I don't ever think I'm here judging you. I'm just trying to understand you. Yeah. You know, and I, and I got some demons. You ain't in my world when it comes to demons. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Um, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I would never have asked Boosie that question. Mike Tyson can ask anything. Let me tell you something. That conversation, right. that conversation with Mike Tyson and Boosie is one of the most enlightening conversations you will ever hear. I've listened to it twice. I actually listened to it again on the way uh, into the studio this morning. Um, the levels of mindfulness and self-awareness that Mike Tyson has reached is inspiring. You can tell he's had so much therapy. There's so much free jewelry in that conversation. And the way Mike is being vulnerable and the way Boosie, Boosie is being receptive is incredible. And I love the way Mike was counseling Boosie. That's an amazing conversation they had. Now, Boosie also said that he apologized to Dwayne Wade. Can you ever apologize to somebody? Is there anybody you uh, yeah, apologize I to? Yeah, uh, I apologize to Dwayne Wade. You know, I ain't... I ain't you know, I meant what I said, but I, you know, I, I shouldn't have said this about your child, but, you know, I, I meant what I said. I, I just, you have children? Yeah. How many? Eight. Yeah, ooh, me too, I have eight. Oh, you're so in love with my when I was a kid. That's why I have eight children. That's, listen, I'm telling y'all, do yourself a favor and go watch that 45-minute interview. It's on YouTube, man. It is incredible. It is an incredible it conversation. It sounds amazing. Goodness it gracious. It Although, is. I do feel like Boosie should apologize to Zaya because that's who he was talking about also, you know? I'm sure she's having a difficult enough time with people weighing in on who she is. So, 
I mean, even, 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 even that conversation, if you listen to it in context, I mean, it's 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 good what Mike was asking him, but Mike also said he agreed with Boosie. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it's, it's, but what Mike was essentially telling Boosie is like, who are we to, 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 to voice judge. that opinion? Because right. we know that we're hurting people when we do that. That's what Mike was All right, now let's about. talk about Kanye West and his sit-down with Joe Rogan that they've been posting pictures and letting us know that this was going to go down now. Kanye says that... He would run for a governor of California. I had different friends. They just really took it as a joke. And they're telling me all these millions of reasons why I couldn't run for president. I remember running into Oprah. She's like, you don't want to be president. And, you know, people just (laughs) thought projecting. When I saw Trump win, I was like, see, you can win if you're coming from outside of politics. I was young when Ronald Reagan was president. I don't remember. Ronald Reagan was the governor of California Mm -hmm. before he was the president. He had actually proven himself as a politician. Mm -hmm. Which is an idea that people have thrown out at me. I believe that my calling is to be the leader of the free world. Oh, boy. Hey, man, you know. (laughs) Kanye also talked about Black History Month and the issues he has with putting the black on everything. Like most black people, we don't know where we come. We think we came from slaves. We don't know our bloodline. And we're given Black History Month, and we take that like it's some gift to us. No, it's a programming to us. Racism doesn't end until we get to a point where we stop having to put the word black in front of it because it's like we're, we're, we're putting the rim a little bit lower for ourselves. That's how I feel about him wanting to run for president. The rim is very low because Trump is his bar. And if Trump is your bar, you aiming too low. Trump shouldn't be your bar. You know, Trump is actually the reason they should have more qualifications to be president. Nobody should just be able to run for president. You know, you, you have to have at least a certain amount of political experience. I agree. So, And look, I enjoy office. supporting black-owned businesses, and I think we have, uh, you know, people... Like, I look at it like this. We're still dealing with the first black this, the first black person who did this. So we got to celebrate those things. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Black History Month is a celebration of black history, okay? Sadly, yeah. it, sadly, slavery, segregation, all those stories are a part of our history, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. We didn't do anything to put ourselves in those positions, but we fought like hell to get out and still fighting. And, you know, all aspects of black history can be celebrated. All right. It's an, Yeah, it's not just about slavery, exactly. too, by the way, Black History Month. It's not, that's not the only thing, so... All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tuesday, October 27th at 9, 8 Central on BET. Comic Trio 85 South hosts the 2020 BET Hip Hop Awards with 2 Chains, Big Sean, Burner Boy, Gucci Mane, Janae Eichel, Little Baby, City Girls, and Toby Nwigwe. Plus... Music mogul Master P gets the I Am Hip Hop Award. For more information, search hashtag Hip Hop Awards. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to Natalie Manuel for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Natalie. Natalie does great work, man. You got to go check out her YouTube series um, on Hillsong's, Hillsong's YouTube channel. She's got some great conversations up there. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? The positive note is simply this. It is not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?